Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Witch. I am The Spiritual Witch, once again, coming on for another episode. I know it's been quite a while, uh, been up for a little bit of a hiatus, been doing quite a few things on my own, trying to figure out where exactly this channel is going to be going. And if you guys had heard the last episode, it was about why <laughs> Jamie is no longer involved. You guys can hear that in... Um, other places, I'm sure that it's probably being talked about on some some forum somewhere, where uh, we have some someone who might be posting that stuff. I don't know, um, but I'm sure I'll talk about it eventually at some point on the Instagram. Uh, at least what happened with that episode. Jamie did hear it, and she did ask me to take it down, um, but it is it is what it is. So, before we get into what this episode's going to be about, let's get into the small announcements. Um, if you guys want to support me, you can start with monthly donations. This will allow me to create engaging content more frequently. That can be accessed on more platforms. Uh, you can also send me a voice message on Anchor. This can allow me to hear what you have to say, and you could be featured on a future episode. Uh, make sure to download or subscribe to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> this podcast will show up more when people search for me. I think that this podcast is awesome, and I'm going to continue making awesome content. I've been trying to figure out where exactly we're going to be going, and I think I'm just going to take this podcast in kind of the same direction it was going previously. I, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? <laughs> so that's kind of where we are. Um, stay tuned for the end of this episode because I've got a pretty big announcement coming up. But yeah. So, everybody, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about the differences between tarot and oracle. Which ones you should be using for your magical and divination practices. <laughs> um, so one of the most asked questions that I get is, what is the difference between tarot and oracle? And how can you tell the difference between the two? Which one's better for a well-rounded divination practice? And so on and so forth. So today we're going to be talking about what those differences are. I'm going to be breaking it down and we're going to be discussing the differences between them and how to tell the difference. So let's start with tarot. I'm not going to get into the complete details with tarot or oracle or any of that kind of stuff, uh, especially the history of tarot because that goes quite lengthy, but we're going to be getting into some of the history. Um, tarot is probably one of the most well-known forms of divination in the entire world. I'm almost certain that, like, most people that <laughs> you would ask about tarot would at least know some sort of, like, what it was, or what they think that it was. They know that it's, like, the divination cards or the reading cards that they see at fairs, movies, TV shows, and all that kind of stuff. But not everyone is going to know what they actually are for. But a lot of people will have at least heard of them. So one of the most famous decks is the Rider-Waite Tarot deck. And this is one of the reasons that Tarot and Oracle are so different. Tarot cards are almost based on the Rider-Waite deck. Uh, the Rider-Waite deck. <laughs> uh, this is a pre-made system that all Tarot cards follow. And they're usually based on this deck or based on this deck or a loose interpretation of the deck. Now, tarot, tar tarot cards have a set number of cards. There are always 78 cards within the deck. They're split between the Major Arcana and the Marjor... 
I can tell today's going to be a great reading day. They split between the Major Arcana and the Minor Arcana. Within Tarot, there are two different kinds of cards. The Major Arcana, which are 22 archetype-based cards. The Fool, the Magician, the High Priestess, the Empress, the Emperor, the Hierophant, the Lovers, the Chariot, Strength, Hermit, Wheel of Fortune, Justice, the Hangman, Death, Temperance, the Devil, the Tower, the Star, the Moon, the Sun, Judgment, and the World. The Major Arcana cards are the archetype cards. These represent specific people or altering situations that are going to be happening in your life. Or in the life of somebody else. Um, some examples are like the Fool. It could be an individual that maybe doesn't think before they speak or before they act. Uh, the Lover's card. This could represent romantic relationships. Uh, the Chariot represents decisions that need to be made or just really hard work. Justice is about truth coming forwards. Death is going to be representing an altering situation in your life. Tower represents an imminent change, usually for the negative. The sun represents positivity and uplifting. And each of these major arcana cards represents something really significant and important. And in every single tarot deck that's based on this system, you'll find the same 22 major arcana cards in every single deck. The imagery might change from deck to deck, but the meaning of the cards and the significance behind them still kind of remains the same, regardless of which tarot deck you choose. Now, like I said, the imagery may actually change and the names kind of may change as well, but it does go back and reference these cards. The imagery of these cards really entirely depends on the artist that's doing the work. So you can have three cards from three different decks, and the imagery can still be significantly different, but each card, like the world card or the justice card, they'll still have the same uh, meaning. Other cards within the tarot are the minor arcana. There are 56 minor arcana cover cards that cover four suits. The swords, the pentacles, um, the, <clears throat> the cups, and I forgot the last one. <laughs> but these are similar to playing cards. And actually, when we actually started with tarot, we started with playing cards. <laughs> and then tarot evolved from there. Each suit of the Minor Arcana has a series of cards which range from Ace through Ten. Each of these cards has its own unique meaning, along with the meaning of the suit that it is part of. So, for example, the Pentacles suit could be finished off with a page, Knight, King, and Queen. And within some decks, you might find that these final four cards in each suit go by different names. So, for example, the Wild Unknown... <coughs> has the page, knight, queen, and king. Instead, it is daughter, son, mother, and father. In others, it's prince, princess, queen, and king. The name changes don't change the meaning of the card. They only change the way it looks within the deck. So it's merely an aesthetic purpose, and the meaning always stays the same. As with the major arcana cards, the minor arcana cards are also some the same across all tarot decks. They may look different as seen with the ace of pentacles, <clears throat> and other cards, but each card is still has the same meaning. <clears throat> so within all tarot decks, they're based on the 
Rider-Waite-Smith system, you will find 78 cards, which are made up of 22 major arcana and 56 minor arcana, which contain four suits. The imagery really entirely depends on the artist and the creator of the deck, but the baseline meaning of all the tarot decks are based on the Rider-Waite-Smith system are pretty much the same. So essentially you can move from one tarot deck to another and you won't have to like relearn the whole system because the system really just remains the same, no matter which deck of cards you're looking at. It's only the imagery that changes. And that's why it's really significant, especially when you're choosing a deck of cards that you pick cards where you're really drawn to the imagery. Now, I don't really enjoy the Rider-Waite deck um, very much because the imagery and all that kind of stuff just really isn't for me. This is where imagery is important. What speaks to you? <laughs> so if you feel like a Hello Kitty deck speaks to you and you want to learn with that deck, go right ahead for it. Sometimes um, it can be a little bit hard to change from deck to deck to deck because of the imagery because you're so used to Hello Kitty and then you have to relearn a little bit on a different deck. Um, <clears throat> but definitely look for some imagery imagery that really draws you, that captivates you. Because part of reading the tarot isn't just going off the book or the definition of the card. It's looking at the imagery, seeing what aspects of it come forward for that particular reading, and drawing those things out for you. Now, on the other hand, <clears throat> Oracle is significantly different. Or Oracle decks do not have a predetermined number of cards. There's also no predetermined arrangement. So you can have any number of cards, from one to two, all the way up to a couple hundred. It entirely depends on the person who created the deck. Oracle cards also don't have any system in place, so every deck of Oracle cards will have entirely different cards. So whereas within Tarot, you'll find the Sun card, the Devil, the Tower, Ace of Pentacles, Five of Cups in every single deck, it'll always <clears throat> and it'll always be the same sometimes with the names switched up, but typically the meanings will always be the same. In Oracle, it's quite unusual to ever find two decks with the same card in it. And if there's a similar card in it, the meanings will likely be different depending on the intention of the person that's created the deck. Now alongside this, Oracle cards also follow a general theme. So while tarot you may find decks that have like imagery of nature, such as the wild unknown, you'll find decks that have the imagery of fairies or plants or people. The meanings of the cards will remain the same. Regardless, it's only the imagery that catches within the Oracle. You may find that all the cards are named after whatever the concept is based on. So you have things like the Camelot Oracle deck, for example. Every single card is based on a person from the Camelot legend of King Arthur. You can also find Oracle decks based on, like, Sabbaths and such. The Halloween Oracle deck or um, a Christmas or Yule Oracle deck. Uh, maybe you can find Oracle decks based on fairies or mermaids or demons and dragons or pixies and angels. <laughs> You can find them on almost everything, but the one thing that you'll find with Oracle cards is that every single deck is going to be different. And with the Oracle cards, a lot of the time you'll have the description of the card on the card itself. This is fantastic for somebody who can't maybe remember a lot of things or, um, <clears throat> you know, just really wants the description right there. And you won't have to memorize it. Oracle cards are a lot quicker and re easier to read than tarot. I can definitely t tell you that. I've been trying to learn the tarot. That was one of my goals for this year. I don't know if that's going to end up happening. I've gotten a lot better, though. <laughs> um, the bonuses, with it being a pre-made system with tarot, 
as you can bounce from deck to deck. And once you know the system and you know how to read the cards, you can pick up any tarot deck and you'll know how to read it instantly. But because every oracle deck is different, you'll essentially be <clears throat> learning a new deck <laughs> every single time. You're not going to be able to take any of that information from one deck to another. One card might have an angel in it and the next card might have an angel in it, but those two cards may have completely different meanings depending on the intention of the person who created the deck. The other advantages of Tarot over Oracle is that it gives you <clears throat> varied responses. Because of the quantity of cards and the type of cards that are in the deck, they're both positive and negative cards. So you're able to read the entire spectrum of intentions depending on what question was asked. If you're doing a reading for someone or if you're doing a reading for yourself. <clears throat> Where you're asking the deck a question, if it's a negative response, the deck is going to be able to tell you it's a positive response. It's going to be able to tell you a lot. Oracle decks um, are designed to be affirmation cards, where you maybe draw one a day and it gives you a positive uplifting statement for the day ahead. A lot of oracle cards don't give you positive and negative cards. However, you can do some research and you can go online and you can find a lot of um, information about specific decks that maybe you're looking into to see if they have that positive and negative. For me personally, I have some positive cards, I have some negative cards, and then I also have some of the decks that have both of those in between, and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, but sometimes decks just focus, focus on the positive. I call these fluffy decks because they tend to fluff up whatever situation is going on. <laughs> um, sometimes if you want to get an answer out of your deck for something significant, meaningful, um, it might not be that positive. Oracle decks can sometimes be a little bit wishy-washy, mainly because the number of cards is awful, often less than 78. Um, sometimes they're usually between like 35, 60-ish, depending on the deck. And a lot of those cards end up being like positive rather than negative. And maybe a handful of the cards are negative, but it really depends on what you are looking for and what you're wanting in a deck. <clears throat> So, it really does weigh the outcome of the weed reading, the weeding, the reading. If almost every card in your deck is going to be positive and uplifting, um, your answer to your question isn't necessarily going to be positive. They're really, those are really the main differences in the two styles of deck. Tarot is pre-made system of 78 cards split into the major arcana of 22 and the minor of 56. Um, every deck is going to be based on the Rider Waite Smith system and will have the same cards just with different illustrations, but the same underlying meaning. They have both positive and negative cards, so you're able to get a good spread of answers. With Oracle cards, it's entirely based on the discretion of the person that's created them. Um, if they're very decorative in their imagery, evocative, <laughs> so, you know, they could be really great if you're a visual person, but they can be really awesome for reading as well. It just depends on the amount of research that you've done and what you're really looking for in a reading. If you're looking for something in a reading where you're really wanting something positive, you can definitely just pick up almost any Oracle deck ever. But there's a lot of Oracle decks out there. I really like the um, Spirit Animals one. The Halloween Oracle one is a really good one. And Etsy has some really awesome options as well. One of the other ones I found is Child of the Universe, which is a, an Etsy shop. I think it's exclusively only on Etsy. 
and it is a fantastic oracle deck. Huge book. This person has put a lot of thought into it, so it's not just a fluffy deck. It's a nice balance between positives and negatives. Um... <clears throat> Um, because there isn't a pre-made system, every deck of cards is going to be different. There can be any range of number of cards within that deck. Sometimes they're split into suits. Most of the time they aren't. <laughs> Largely they are positive affirmation style cards, but you can definitely find oracle decks that give you positive and negative. Um, the easiest way to tell the difference between the two is the card number. Most oracle decks are not going to have 78 cards. If you read the back of a deck of cards and it says it has 53 cards, you know straight away it's not a tarot deck. That's an oracle deck. So if in doubt, check whether this <laughs> it has suits and check the number of cards. It also should say oracle or tarot on the box. <laughs> but if it doesn't, you can always do that. And if the deck of cards doesn't have that, it's likely going to be an oracle deck. More than it's going to be a tarot deck. <laughs> Now, which is going to be best for your divination practice? That entirely depends on what you need for divination. Um, for me, personally, I will go for Oracle if I really just, you know, want a really quick reading and stuff like that. However, I have been known to go to tarot decks every now and then, you know, because I really want to get that full spectrum of emotions and things like that. I love my oracle decks. I will never, ever, ever say anything bad about them. However, tarot has some sort of allure to it, I feel. <clears throat> There's also enough, like, variety of cards as well. Gives you a really good understanding of the outcome in tarot. And if you want more daily affirmation cards or you want a single draw cards, which is what I typically do. <laughs> um... You know, you want something something like that, then you're going to be going to your oracle, and oracle can be really good. It can give you a general view of a situation. Um, sometimes it can be more detailed than tarot. Sometimes it can't. It just depends on the situation and the draw that you're going to be doing. Um, <clears throat> if you want to work with oracle cards or cards on altars or manifestation spaces in spell work and ritual meditation, oracle cards can be really, really, really useful because they do offer you that very significant imagery and the positive uplifting affirmations that can be used for like prosperity and protection and love and peace and all those kinds of things. And it can be really useful for magical practice with cards, not just divination. So yeah, I hope that I kind of gave you like an overview of the differences between these two cards. <laughs> And I hope that I, I answered a lot of questions with this. Um, if you enjoyed this, <laughs> please share it with somebody who might also enjoy it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or just any ideas that you want to, like, pass to me, you can always, like, comment down in the section below, or you could also send me an email. Email's also listed there. But yeah, that's going to be everything for this particular video. And now for the announcement. So in case you guys are wondering, I've actually made my own oracle deck. <laughs> it is now available for purchase. Yay! Um, so it's the Magical Birds Oracle. And I'm sure you guys can imagine it's about birds. <clears throat> so some of the birds that are in here is the Barn Owl. The Barn Owl represents perspective. The Great Blue Heron, which is self-reliance. <laughs> The egg, which represents new beginnings. And the crow, which represents magic. So there's a lot of different cards in here. 
and this book was super, super fun to make. This is what I did all during COVID. <laughs> and I, I decided to do an Oracle deck just because I love Oracle so much. I love the imagery on the cards. We've got some, <clears throat> some like, I guess like realistic looking birds and then some more like drawn looking birds. I feel like there's a good mis mix match of like both of them and I really, really, really like it. I also included spreads. Um, spreads for each of the Sabbaths, <laughs> the Wheel of the Year, what the Sabbaths mean, and just a little bit of like how to use the deck and tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's all sorts of just fun stuff in here. And then at the end, I go into <laughs> the importance of adopting a parrot and the importance of why you shouldn't buy the birds, what parrots go through and what different breeds of birds go through, getting into the U.S., how they're smuggled into the U.S., and how they are wild animals and not pets. <laughs> I wish I would have read this stuff before we had gotten kiwi and mango, but we have them and there's no way they'd be able to survive out in the wild um, with the way that they are, especially how entitled fucking kiwi is. <laughs> Each one of the birds comes um, with a quote in the book, and every single one of the quotes is from um, somebody famous or anonymous or just stuff that I found on the internet that I feel would be awesome. And a publisher picked me up and they are interested in working with me, but for now it is on and it is available on the Game Crafter, and I will post a link in the description below in case you wanted to buy the book. I'm also going to be... I don't know what the hell that was. I feel like it's haunted. Maybe a bird was giving a kiss. Um, <clears throat> if you guys wanted to uh, donate, possibly, to make this book a reality and not just on the Game Crafter... <laughs> That would be awesome. Right now, as it stands, the book is about $48. I did not come up with the price the Game Crafter did, but I feel like it's a, you know, it's a fair price for what you're getting. I'm, I've put 50 cards in with this as well. And I think that this book is a really, really awesome book. It's very cute. It's super colorful. It's all in color. <laughs> and I absolutely love this book. So I hope that you guys like the book just as much as I do. And if you guys are interested and you guys want to check it out, then definitely, um, you know, link in the description. And I'm also going to be posting it on the website. I'm very, very, very excited. This has been something that I've been working on for a really, 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 really long time. Um, I think since before COVID, but when COVID hit, I was able to just work on it so much more. So I got a lot more done than I expected. And every single card is done, and the book is done, and I'm just, I'm really proud of it. <coughs> Sorry. I need to have some water. But yeah, this is just, it's been a, it's been a journey, and it's been a lot of fun um, designing a box, designing the cards, designing a book. I never thought that it would be done because it took so, so, so long. Um, the packaging, unfortunately, isn't as pretty as other um, packaging just because I am, you know, I can only afford to do what I can afford to do and I feel like this was a, you know, it was a, 
it was a ways in the making, but I feel like it's pretty good. And I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's a 150-page book. 50 page, or 50 cards. And I'm hoping one day to see these, like, in stores, and I don't know. We'll just see what happens. It would be really great if these this could, like, go places, though. But yeah, the Magical Birds Oracle is available now, so go ahead and check it out and maybe order yourself some magical birds. <laughs> and as always, like, tag me. I'm on Instagram. Post, you know, everything that you can, because I would love to see other people with my deck that I made for, like, two years. <laughs> um, but most of it was done last year just because of COVID. I'm thinking about doing a tarot deck, but I just, I don't know if that's in the cards right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the big announcement. That's information about tarot and oracle. I know I talked really fast in this one. I've got a lot of stuff that I have to do today. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that this episode was a very interesting episode for you guys. And, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye!